They call September the other January for a reason. With the changing of the seasons and the start of the school year, it's just a great time to get organized for the remainder of the year ahead. With just over one quarter of the year left, which, by the way, includes the hustle and bustle of the holiday season ahead, if you don't get organized now, you might not be able to catch your breath until the new year. So here's how I've been getting organized to really make the most of the rest of 2019. First, I've been getting my house organized. As I confessed on Instagram last week, I'm a bit of an anxiety cleaner. Turns out a bunch of you who I polled said you did the same thing because when I feel stress or anxiety over whatever's happening at work or life, I take it out of my house by cleaning it from top to bottom. It's my favorite form of productive procrastination, and it makes me feel more in control and it clears the decks, sometimes literally, so I can better focus on the task at hand. Lately, I've relied on the help of my iRobot Mopper, which I think I've sang the praises of in the past because I'm obsessed with this particular piece of home tech that takes care of and pretty much automates mopping, which is my least favorite part of cleaning my house. I will gladly vacuum, but I just set that little robot up to mop afterwards. It's like a Roomba, but a mopping version, and it is the best thing I've ever bought that I've invested in for my house cleaning. Anyway, I've also enlisted the help of Brad the Boo to share the burden when it comes to household chores, which we actually went into great detail on in discussing sort of how we share household responsibilities on our recent episode, all about how we're building a feminist marriage. And I'll link to that in the show notes today if you missed it. I've been spending a lot of time cleaning off the clutter that somehow stacks up everywhere throughout the course of the year, and especially over our fun-filled summer this year. I've been recycling tons of old newspapers and magazines, which I can be a little bit of a hoarder of, and mail that we had lying around pretty much everywhere. It's just amazing how much stuff can find its way into the nooks and crannies of your home and how good it feels to be left with light and bright rooms that truly feel easier to breathe in. So that's the first area of my life I've been getting organized in for the fall. Next up is getting my inbox organized. This time of year, for some reason, my email has just left me feeling buried alive. So last Friday, I sat down first thing in the morning and spent nearly two hours cleaning things out and getting back to inbox zero. I've written extensively about my email management best practices in the past. I've podcasted about them too. I'll link to a recent episode I did on that back in January, actually. But I have to admit, I'm not perfect about it. Email just has a way of piling up. No matter how diligent you are about your inbox rituals, But I have found that spending the time to get back to a healthier baseline is just such an immense relief because even though the digital pile doesn't take up the same visual space as the physical piles of clutter in my house that have stacked up all over my desk and shelves, the impact on my brain is comparable. It stresses me out. So whether it's a digital stack of to-dos and emails to read or a physical one, Clearing the clutter can make a huge impact on your mental health. I've also been getting my finances organized. I feel like I've shared a lot this year about my own personal finance revolution, which has been a huge overall relief when it comes to money management. 
After working with a financial advisor for the first time this year, Chris Caruso, who you've heard on this podcast, who I'll link to some past episodes that I've had her on in the show notes, I've really never felt more clear about where we are financially and where we're headed in terms of achieving and, frankly, funding our biggest ambitions. So because those basics were taken care of, I was able to make some big money moves this fall. In particular, I just finished refinancing our mortgage, which comes as a huge relief, quite frankly, because it took hours and hours of really boring paperwork and phone calls and sort of pushing this process through to get us to closing, but it was so worth it. We took advantage of the recent lowering interest rates to restructure our home's 30-year mortgage into a 20-year mortgage for only about $100 more in our monthly mortgage payment. And as a result, we'll end up saving ourselves over $175 thousand dollars in interest payments overall, which is truly mind-boggling. You can hear more about our strategy for building wealth through real estate investing on a previous episode I did on this and a blog post that corresponds with it that I'll link to in today's show notes. And if you're interested in learning more about the refinance process itself, I'd be happy to go into detail on that in a future episode. But beyond the big finance stuff, I've also just been in a season of reconsidering whether the monthly recurring expenses on my accounts, like my subscriptions that I'm a part of, are really worth it. For instance, as much of a fan as I am of ClassPass and Curology, I just haven't been using them to their full potential lately. I've had extra class pass credits that don't get used and then expire. And I just have stacks and stacks of Curology and their wonderful acne clearing medicated face lotion I love, but I have bottles and bottles stacking up in my home. And I pay between 25 and 40 bucks a month for these services, which I love, but frankly, I needed to reevaluate whether they made sense anymore. So I've put those subscriptions on hold for the fall to just see how I feel about not having them and deciding then whether or not I want to bring them back to my monthly budget. I also noticed a spike in my cable bill lately and my water bill. So I took the time last week to call those providers just to see what was happening make sure I was on top of it and see if I could negotiate better rates, which I've podcasted about here before as well. And I'll link to a really great episode all about how you can do that as well in today's show notes. This is the kind of frankly boring but important maintenance work that staying on top of our money really takes. And doing it now during this season of change just leaves me feeling really organized and ready to make the most of the remainder of the year. It sort of clears the decks and enables me to be really present with this final quarter of 2019. And then finally, the last real area of my life I've been getting clear on and organized in is with my personal and professional goals. To keep myself feeling really fueled and focused, more importantly, for the final quarter of 2019, I've been diving back into and really doubling down on my bossed up life tracker planner to bring renewed mindfulness into how I'm spending my time, my months, my weeks, my days, my hours. Each month, I use the research-backed life tracker method to clarify my most important objectives 
around work, love, wellness, and frankly, anything else that doesn't really fit neatly into those categories. What I love most about this method that I've developed and piloted and and tested over the past six years, the help of academic scholars and advisors, is that it really helps me prioritize my goals on a monthly and weekly basis. So I always feel like I'm moving forward. I'm making progress on the things that are most important to me. Because the reality is, and this will get you, this will bite you in the ass. It took me a decade basically to learn this lesson, but so many of our biggest life goals do not come with deadlines. Starting a family, writing a book, advocating for your raise or a promotion. Those are things that are important, but only important perhaps to you. It's very rare that anyone else is going to hold your feet to the fire to make sure you're actually going to get those things done. And that is why I love how the Life Tracker Method really helps me hold myself accountable and I know has helped thousands of other women do the same. Plus, this whole community of support, the podcast listeners like you, the Bossed Up Courage community members on Facebook, and the accountability I get through quarterly Life Tracker Planner accountability calls, that really helps in a collective way to hold each other accountable too. I'm gearing up for our third quarterly accountability call of the year with the hundreds of other bosses who are using this method too. Frankly, after a busy summer, I'm sure everyone's feeling a little behind, which is fine, perhaps even a little disorganized. I know I certainly was before I made getting organized a top priority for September. So if you are feeling that way and want to take some time in this second January of the year to get clear on where you're headed, you can actually pick up one of our final copies of the 2019 Life Tracker Planners for 75% off right now in the Bossed Up shop. And I will be offering some special pre-order discounts very soon for our 2020 edition of the Life Tracker Planner coming out in just the next few weeks. So make sure you're signed up for the Bossed Up Insider email list at bossedup.org right now so you don't miss out. That is where I make those announcements first. So if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast but don't have my little love notes come into your inbox directly, rectify that now so you'll be in the know when I share some special pre-order perks for the 2020 Life Tracker Planner. So now I want to hear from you. How are you getting organized this fall? Do you feel the same back-to-school vibes that I do? Like, love the smell of fresh school supplies and want to bring a little bit of that energy into your life right now? How are you capitalizing on this season of change? Fall is such a beautiful time for transformation. How are you making that transformation manifest in your life? Are you a fall cleaner like me? Or are you hitting it hard on your professional ambitions right now? I'd love to hear from you in the comment section of today's corresponding blog post, which is at bossedup.org slash episode 159. That's bossedup.org slash episode 159. You can always hit me up on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all those places at Emily Aries or at bossedup.org. Oh, and I will see lots of you bosses next weekend at our final East Coast Bossed Up Bootcamp of the Year in Washington, D.C. But if I don't see you IRL there, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose. And together we'll lift as we climb. <laughs>